everybody, and welcome to another episode of Book Goodies, the podcast for authors and for author services. I'm your host, Deborah Carney, and with me today, I have Rachel Sentis, who is a PR Gail Friday. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thanks for having me, Deborah. Oh, no problem. We need to um, support the businesses that are supporting the authors because they don't get the support anymore from the traditional big publishing houses. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's much appreciated, yes. <laughs> um, well, uh, and why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to the folks, give us a little overview of uh, how you got where you are. Sure. Um, I run a small business called uh, Gal Friday Publicity, um, which specializes in book publicity for authors, uh, indie publishers, self-publishers, a small press, and I do work with some traditional press as well. Um, I work with their in-house publishing houses if they need a little extra boost. And uh, I'm one of the few uh, publicity businesses that also has a literary agent on staff. Um, for those people that get contracts, indie publishers as well, um, it's always nice to have someone who can negotiate terms for you, and we do that as well. Um, and I originally come from a retail book selling background with Indigo Books and Music in Canada, and we all have some retail background. So I kind of know um, what authors have to go through to get their book published as well as on the shelves. Uh, and I used to work for a small firm in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And once they closed their doors, uh, just due to personal reasons, I decided to take all their clients and start my own. Wow, I was just going to ask you how you got started, and that's the perfect start. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely was. It was a big risk, but I thought, you know what, I can do this. Right, and you had some established clientele, so, you know, why not continue to give them the service that they were used to and, and just build it on your own? And yeah. that's really, um, it's really awesome when something like that is available to you. I was going to say falls in your lap. But it really didn't fall in your lap. It's kind of something that you saw as an opportunity and were able to capitalize on. Well, yes, and it does take a lot of work because you get into that sort of safe spot of thinking, okay, I have some great clients. I don't really need to work to find new ones. Right. And that's not how this business works at <laughs> It's all. not how any business works. <laughs> you can have that client for five years and all of a sudden, okay, I'm done. I don't need to, I don't need to publish any books anymore. I don't need any more publicity. I'm retired. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, what? <laughs> really? Oh, and I've been caught. I was caught early on with that too, and I had to think. Okay, I have to turn on a different type of business bulb over my head yep. to, uh, you know, to keep sourcing uh, new clients. Yep. And um, I really like that you said that you have a literary agent on on staff because that's one of the things I've not heard from uh, other than an actual you know small press mm -hmm. is that they have uh, a literary agent on board and it's it's only to her advantage to make a good deal for you there's no um, you know there, there's no reason for her to 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 give you advice based on you know selfish reasons I'll make more money if I put you with this publisher or or yeah um, well, or that. Exactly. Actually, he, uh, Brian J. Wood, is a, is a very strong literary agent in his own business, uh, especially for nonfiction, uh, as a sports literary agent. Um, but what he does do is he can give us all the, the 
information that we need to help new time authors negotiate and figure their way out through contracts as well as, you know, we can give good assessments to tell people what we think will sell, both from, from a publicity version and, you know, as well as from a, a selling point from what an agent would be, but to work with indie uh, publishing houses as well. Nice. I might have to use your service for an upcoming nonfiction book that's not sports related, but <laughs> it would. Well, I have done some part time agenting myself. I did sell a financial book a few years ago, and I still kind of dip my toes into that every once in a while as well. Very cool. Well, mm-hmm. um, all right. So let's say someone is publishing themselves on CreateSpace and Kindle, mm-hmm. and now they're to the marketing part, and they're like, "Why? Aren't, why isn't anybody buying my book?" Mm-hmm. And uh, what what would you do for them if they came to you? What are the types of services that you would offer? Well, the the first thing I would say is come to me way before you get to the CreateSpace space bot. Okay. Um, really, when you write a book, and, and I'm a writer too, so I, I understand this part as well, is when you're you're finished your manuscript, you figured out you want to go the self-publishing route, um, you really should start researching uh, publicity, marketing, and advertising before you actually publish your book. Um, because there are a lot of tips that we can offer you when you're looking on... Uh, you know, in different places to find out how publicity is going to work for you. Um, it's not so much the format you're publishing in, but it's the lead time you need so that when your book is ready to go, reviewers, critics, media already know about it. And one of the things we talk about is, you know, get that publicity, those contacts before you publish. And so what we offer is we offer consultations for, you know, people come to us and say, okay, I'm thinking of of getting my book done, what should I do? And so we'll talk about uh, building your platform for the book publicity. We can still look at, you know, manuscripts. We don't take every book that comes across our our, uh, desk. We want to make sure that the quality is high as we can because we're representing the author, but it's also our name on, on the line as well. So the services we offer go from everything to building a platform, editing and manuscript assessments, um, again, literary agent, publishing, consulting, um, everything under the sun because we've dealt with it at all ends, retail as well as distribution. Distribution is a huge thing, and for those who aren't are wondering why my book's not selling online, distribution and how you get that book to the person can affect that as well. So it all plays a really big role, and that's why every every author should be spending some time putting a budget together for their book and putting an actual plan in place. That was a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> I get on a roll because I really like this. <laughs> yeah, well, and and that's the that's the thing is your passion shows through, and I totally understand about not wanting to represent every book that comes across. Any of us that deal with clients, you know your stamp is on that client. Mm-hmm. And clients can get upset when you tell them that they can't, you know, you, you don't want to work with them anymore. Yeah. You don't want to work with them at all. Um, you know, when they're standing there with check in hand and contract ready and you're like, mm, no, I don't think so. And, <laughs> and they go, what? And I'm like, well, there are some things about your business that don't gel with the way we run our business. And it's the same thing yeah. with you, even on a larger scale. Because yeah. you have relationships with the reviewers and the the publicists and the you know the media people, and you don't want to put something in front of them that's junk, and then have that reflect on oh the next time you, she brings me a book, it's going to 
probably mm-hmm. be crap, and I'm just gonna it's gonna go by the wayside. Well, yeah, and I think that we've always prided ourselves on being honest, and we tell people right up front. You might not like what we have to hear, but we're coming from um, years of experience. I am a writer. I've also been rejected. I also understand that side to it. It's your baby. You you feel very protective of it. But you have to understand that this is a business. This is how, you know, I, I've got to protect everybody on all sides. We're out there to get you the best media you can have. And, you know, I, I do have to say people, you know what, I don't feel comfortable representing this. And, you know, if you're willing to make some changes, we'll definitely take another look at it, but here's why. Um, And, yeah, not everybody likes that. Not everybody comes back, but it's a risk, you know, that that I have to take, too. So I think that, um, you know, that may be what separates us in some ways from other people. I don't know. There's a lot of great publicity businesses out there. Um, But that's one of the things we're always known for is we're going to tell you our opinion. (laughs) You don't have to like it, but we're going to tell you it for sure. Well, and that's important for authors to understand, you know, the authors that are listening to this you know, you need to know that even if you think your baby is perfect, mm-hmm. um, it could be the ugliest one in the nursery. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you're going to love it, and you're going to do the best you can for it, but that's the part of authors really need to research the publicist to see that it's the right fit, yeah. because it's not always, you know, it, it isn't, and they should do due, due diligence because it's really important to find the right person to represent you. If you don't get a good vibe on the phone with that person, there's a good chance that that person's not going to do your book justice that you want. Right. Um, You know, and and I think um, it it is a tough thing to separate yourself from your work. I certainly know, and I certainly know rejection's not fun either, but you have to take each rejection and just build on the positive aspects of what it is. Okay, maybe this person has a point. Let me investigate that further. Easier said than done, but definitely needs to be done yep well and I'll tell you my own story I put out a, a I put out a, a 100 150 page book you know mm-hmm. um, and I it was written by my son and I was you know editing it and fixing it up and and publishing it um, because he passed away a few years ago and I promised him that I would you know do yeah. something with his writing And I put it out there, and I thought it was all great and everything, and it does well on Kindle Free Days, but no matter how I promote it, it doesn't sell well um, in general. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, what did I miss? And I, you know, put it out there to a couple of people who aren't part of the family and who aren't, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it's a a sci-fi fantasy, so I didn't really have in my own group of people Mm -hmm. a lot of people that enjoyed reading that genre. Right. So when I found someone who could read it that liked that genre, they pointed out a couple things to me that I kind of thought were wrong with it, but I wanted to go with it the way it was. And they're like, right. no, there's no emotion. And to me, that was important because as my son grew as a writer, he started writing scripts instead of books and screenplays and stage plays because that's where his strength was, was in the dialogue and in telling other people how to tell his story. 
Yeah. So um, I had to take a good look at it, you know, and I will be revising it and, you know, going through some other steps with it now that I know what needs to be fixed. But for me, it was like, hey, I can put this up on Amazon and this work Mm -hmm. will be in front of everybody and people can, you know, get it and, and enjoy it and... Boy, that didn't work. <laughs> and I'm a marketer. <laughs> well, you know, it's tough with you have family, friends, and people who are your support group because that's what they are there for. They're to support you. And, you know, you can go – I always say that, yes, you can edit your work to a point, yep. but you also need to get that extra set of eyes that have never met you before, don't know what, it, you know, your connection with the book is because it needs to stand alone. Exactly. And it needs to be edited. And we, uh, we also offer editing services, of course. But, you know, that's the thing is you need to get somebody that matches you but can also take a good look at what you're writing and, and what markets this is going to be for so you don't miss things. I have a lot of people who publish, you know, directly onto Create Space or Kindle and the first line in their, their book had a spelling mistake in it. Yikes. But they've looked at it a hundred times and they didn't see it. Yeah. You know, and so that's why it really, I think that sometimes it uh, self-publishers rush a little too quickly to get it out there rather than looking on how are you going to sell and sustain this and is this the best quality product I can do. Yeah. And that's really what what is important is, is the quality. Um, it, I, I'm... You know, that's one of the areas that I really think people, authors need to, to spend a little bit more time on. And that's because the author is a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. That's they have strength. They have their story. And then someone needs to, and this is one of the things I've been advocating, is that uh, when you, uh, and somebody actually said it perfectly, they said that your brain is a great editor, a great pre-editor. Mm-hmm. So, like, you wrote a book and you read it, and you project into it what you expect it to say, and it says exactly that. Mm-hmm. And you exactly. can go over that spelling error 10 times or 20 times or 100 times because your eyes don't see it. Yeah. And then you give it to someone in your family to read, and again, even if they think they're being, um, you know, they're, they're not being... They're not being nice to you. They're expecting to find your errors and whatever. They also know your personality, and they probably know what your book is trying to say. So they're going to project your personality into it. And that's why it's so important to have, like you said, a person not related to the book at all, Mm -hmm. you know, read that and look it over and find the, you know... How did I not know that I spelled the T-E-H? How did I I do that in, you know... and they rely too much on spell check, especially yes. for tenses and, and contractions and, and things like that. Spell check and grammar check do not catch those. Yeah, they're there and many- theirs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing is when people send their book or manuscript to me to consider representing them, what we do is we do a manuscript assessment, which we assess it for publicity angles that we think that we would really work for the book. But we also assess it for any issues that we see pop up, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, grammatical issues that we think may be a problem, Um, anything that we think, hey, you might want to, you know, check on this and and know that if this comes up, we need a defense for this, and I want the best quality. Every book has typos, every single book, but if we know they're there ahead of time, you have to plan to explain that. 
Yeah. You know, if you know, sometimes uh, a printing of a book can go, you know, a little off, and something's misprinted, and so we know, okay, we're going to put an errata in the in the you know page in here, and it explains to it. By the way, this page was printed wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so at least you're giving the media person, you know, uh, the opportunity to go, okay, we accept that 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 was wrong. Thanks for letting me know. Right. Um, because we're trying to cut off any issues at the past when we represent. So when we do an assessment for the author, they can take that assessment with them and do what they will. Um, if they don't sign up with us, that's fine. At least they have, uh, you know, the opportunity to look at the possibilities for their book. Yep. And again, you know, when you're looking at it as your own, and even if you put it away for a few days, which you absolutely should, you know, you should put it away for a few days and then reread it, but you're still going to be projecting yourself into it. So, yes. and yep. your assessment is going to be really important. I, I would also make the assumption that if you see any like big plot holes or, you know, skips, you know, scenes that don't make sense or something, you're going to point that out as well and say, you know, oh. Yes, we're very thorough yeah. because if I'm going to put this out to the media, I have to be prepared for any type of response. Right. And so if something is, is a little wrong or and, – and sometimes some things can be too controversial and I right. want to take those on. And I will give my reasons for that. You know? right. And sometimes I've had manuscripts submitted to me and they said, by the way, I'm not going to change a single thing in here. And I'll <laughs> and say, don't give well, it to me. <laughs> You know, I, I don't know then what I can do because in the current format, I can't represent this. Right. Um, because, again, that's the, that's the business of writing, and, and authors need to be aware that if they hire a publicist, that publicist is on the front firing line. So if anything comes through, I get it first. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it's it's when they talk to media separate from me, which I encourage, they just have to remember that you got to keep letting me know just so yeah. I know to follow up if anything comes. And, you know, I've, I have some clients I have worked with for three, three coming up three years, four years. Um, you know, that, that uh, know me very well, but also know that uh, my team members look at their work too, and sometimes we can find things in there that, that we've got to address before it goes out to the media. Yep. And, uh, again, that's such an important thing for authors to understand. And um, also one of the points you brought up is something that I'm hearing more and more of you know, I had a semi-completed work, and I did build a little bit of a platform for it, but I was confused as to what the platform should be. Mm -hmm. You know, should the platform be the author name? Should the platform be, um, you know, my own little publication company? Should the platform be the book itself? Mm -hmm. And, you know, those are things that you can help an author figure out. You know, okay, yes, if this is going to be a series that you're going to do, Give it its own platform and its own identity. and yeah. But if you're going to write basically, you know, a variety of books under your own name and they don't each need their own identity, then build a platform because you're trying to build your brand as your author name. 
Exactly. And, and I mean, you're, you're very familiar with building author platforms and websites, and, and that's exactly it, is when you go into it. Do you want to be known as the expert in your field, or would you like to just focus on this great book that you're doing? Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe you're not planning on doing more books. Maybe you're, this is the one you want done. Um, because you can go back a little, but if you're getting out there first as, you know, a speaker who's, you know, in the health area, and that's what you want to be known for because you all kinds of tips all over the place, then we have to develop your platform to align with that um, rather than just focusing on the one book. And that also goes to your point about purpose. You know, so mm-hmm. if someone comes to you with a nonfiction book with the idea of building their platform as an authority in a field and they want to go after speaking engagements, you're going to promote that differently than someone who comes to you with a fiction book that's going to be a series of, you know, fiction, and you're not looking for speaking engagements. You're looking for, you know, readings in libraries or readings in book, in bookstores or, you know, exactly. you, it's yeah. two totally different marketing directions. Yes. Yeah, and, and the publicity angles are very different for both because in fiction you, you, do, you do market and do publicity different because you tend to focus more on the author's backstory about where they got the characters from, the characterization, the locations in the book, the themes out of the book, whereas with nonfiction you're focusing on solid statistics, solid um, facts that you can use in the media and uh, the person who's talking about it, but it is presented very differently and you want more critical reviews in fiction than you really need in nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want people who um, have authority in nonfiction, so if you have a you know a great doctor or somebody to back you up, that's what you want for that. But in fiction, you want some literary critical reviews to back that fiction piece up. So it is a very, it's a different process. It's the same kind of way to approach people, but the angles are very different. Yeah, and and that's important for the authors listening to note. You yeah. know, I mean, just because you're doing one or the other and you're attempting to do your publicity yourself, you need to first know what your focus is and who your audience is. And yeah. I know you keep hearing that over and over and over again. <laughs> and I know some authors are like, but I just want people to read my book. And my audience is everybody. Well, you know what? Yeah. No, it isn't. Well, and that's, again, it, the business of writing is, is, is different from... The, the business of writing the book, right. and that's what authors have can't always do both hats. There, you know, it and and the authors that can identify that, hey, you know what, maybe someone might be better at this part, is what we love to see because then they can go on and write their second book while we're doing the publicity for the first. Exactly. And that's really what we want to see is that you know what, don't worry, just keep going writing your your next book. I'm going to focus on getting people to be aware of your first book. And it's, it's tricky for them to let go and, mm-hmm. and let somebody else do some of the work. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like working with a traditional publisher but not because mm-hmm. your traditional publisher is going to take a while for your book to get to press. So you can have your second book finished and being edited while your first book still hasn't even hit the shelves yet and but in your case it's we're doing this in the way to get you the most exposure and trying to get exposure for a specific type of fiction book isn't going to be good while you know everybody's tied up at comic-con 
And, you know, you know that there are uh, seasonality within the industry that an author may not think about. You know, they're like, Mm -hmm. okay, my book is good. I'm going to launch it right now. And then it falls because everybody's focused on something else major that just happened. Yeah. You know. Well, and real-time publicity and marketing can, can definitely interrupt a campaign that's going on with a, with a book. Because you can send out a press release that morning and then suddenly, you know, the news breaks about something completely different and nobody's going to notice what you've just done and that if an author is doing it themselves sometimes they feel very upset by that fact and kind of takes a while to get them back on track Mm -hmm. with publicists we are aware that oh this news just cut into what I was doing okay so let's reschedule and re-angle what we're going to do and send it out again you know and and talk to the people we need to and how can we tie what we have into the current news um, and and that's that's an important aspect of when authors are, are looking to to launch their books, they have to look ahead at at media kits for the places they want their books to be talked about. If they want their book in Chatelaine, you you have to look at their media kits on their website and say, okay, what kind of topics are they talking about, and how far in advance are they talking about those? Because Chatelaine may be booking, you know, a lot of places go on hiatus um, for television shows. They end their season in August. Mm -hmm. Instead of, you know, starting in September, they've already just finished that. Or some start up in August. And those are the types of things that publicists spend a lot of time doing, is um, 95% research and 5% implementation. Yeah, and that's why you pay them, because they have the experience and the research. Yeah, but even an, any kind of author can go online and find uh, a media kit for a, a magazine that they love, open it up, and they'll see right there, okay, this magazine likes to talk about fall soups, but they like to get that idea by July. So there you can look at it and say, okay, I'm going to send them an idea for a fall soup. It's July 15th. Yeah. <laughs> it seems weird, but we're going to do it anyway. Hey. And Right now, everybody's looking at Q, you know, all the all the publicity for Q4 for the gift, you know, for mm-hmm. gifting and gift guides and all that. That's already being done. Yep. Yeah, and back to school at the Olympics right now has taken a lot of space. Yep. So, you know, if you're going to be launching anything, make it Olympic related just yep. to catch on. But be aware of, you know, what people are booking for in advance. And that's what we spend a lot of our time doing. Mm-hmm. Editorial calendars, they come up in every part of our lives. Yep, exactly. <laughs> no matter what you're doing, you got to know the print auditor. Um, and we're in such an immediate society now that people think that, oh, well, but it's, you know, I, I can do it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I expect that if I give it to you, you're going to be able to get it out to the masses, you know, within two weeks because... You know, the Internet is so immediate and and this and that and the other thing, and and they don't realize, you know, that you've still got print media behind you and there's still people that work on print media type deadlines, even though you think that they're immediate, they're not. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the thing is that I I think sometimes authors discount print media and um, television just and equate it just with online. Yep. And there still is a very large market for what they call traditional media, mm-hmm. um, which is, we you know, which is online media is, is great. It's a wonderful addition. The bloggers are fabulous. Bloggers, if you know how to reach them, which with what we do can definitely help push a book to a, to a great status. But you don't want to ignore the fact that, you know, traditional print media is still highly read. 
Um, and I think that um, just because you have an ebook does not mean that we can't get it into great articles done in you know print media and we do that you know it goes online but it also gets handed out to you know uh, people on the street and that's important to remember Uh, one of the things that I found by talking um, through I actually had a group of authors that I interviewed that were all with the same small publishing company in uh, Milwaukee and it's Orange Hat Publishing, and I don't mind giving them a shout-out at all because I think what they're doing is wonderful. Um, and what they do is they have their authors, they have it set up so that when their authors have a book launch, they have a book launch party, and it's a local thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they invite everybody, friends and family and whatever. And they also have lined up, Uh, the libraries that they can go into and do readings, the small Mm -hmm. independent bookstores that they can go into and do readings. And they have a lot of offline media possibilities or just Mm -hmm. get out there and outreach that is offline. And I think too many people are thinking that they can just advertise their books online and they'll be rich. Yeah, and, and I, it's a, it's one of these pitfalls, I think, that there's so much discourse online about um, about media, about publishing in general. I mean, you, every day something is posted. Every day, oh, maybe I should be aware of that, maybe I should be aware of this. And I think really getting back to the basics on, A, how electronic media works, and B, how traditional media works, and use both of them to your advantage. Having a person in a store signing a book is still... Um, you know, fun to have. Um, you know, I think it was years ago when Margaret Atwood was using her electronic pen. That was a bit weird. Uh, you know, I yeah. didn't really see that. I was like, you know, I much prefer going to meet that author. And and authors love meeting other authors. Yeah. And I think that it is tougher these days to get good turnouts to uh, book launches depending on the type of book. If you have a built-in audience like you're, you know, a doctor and you have a hospital and you know they're all coming, that's one thing, but it's, it is tougher, especially for fiction and, and YA and, and other people to expect a great, great turnout, and authors have to lower their expectations a little bit, but if they plan it well in advance and they go to the radio stations and they talk to the radio people, can you do a shout out, can you do a tweet out, can you do that as well as media advisories when your author is going to be somewhere, really get in line with the, the retail booksellers and the libraries, then it can be really, really good and you know you just have to as an author you have to be aware that it can go either way and try to be happy as much as you can be with either way Um, but having that publicity a couple of weeks in advance before you do something like that is really what you should be doing Mm -hmm. yep totally and again you know authors this is why you need a publicist (laughs) or why you need a PR firm is because you can't you know some of you can wear all those hats and you know God bless you if you're one of those people that has enough support system around you that you can you know you can reach into the professional people that can help you but for the rest of us you know you really need to if you're going to put your book out there the right way you really need to have someone to help you with your PR even if it's someone you pay just for a marketing plan you know if you don't have a big budget that's fine but you can still have someone design you a media kit and have someone design you a plan 
Exactly. And and that's what we do. We, we put publishing plans together for people so that they can do whatever they want to with it after. We do media kits and speakers kits. But I think one of the big things, too, is authors need to know a little bit about the difference between marketing and publicity. Yeah. Um, publicity does not mean instant sales. And I think, and it's also, it's not guaranteed. Right. And that's one of the things people think about, oh, well, I don't want to do this because I don't know if I'm going to get anything. And sometimes it can take a while before you see publicity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you send out some, some, you know, you do some phone campaigns and suddenly you've got bookings right away. Other times they sit on things and it doesn't come out for a couple months. Right. And so you have to be prepared that publicity builds over some time. It builds as you go. Mm-hmm. And so if you have publicity for a few months and and it's a little longer than along with your marketing, then that way it's going to you know align and, and work much better for your book. But uh, you know, someone <laughs> once said to me one time. Um, this is a few years ago that she said, well, you know, I just feel like you're selling air. And I said, <laughs> I said, no, I'm selling air time. <laughs> There's a difference. That's what I'm doing. But that always stuck with me because I did realize that sometimes there is a disconnect between authors and what publicists do. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to try and convince people they need it if they don't feel they do. Because not every single book, you know, is going to work well with publicity. I've had fabulous books come out and nobody wanted to hear about it, you know. And that's always tough for us, too, because obviously we want to be successful. Right. Um, But it it is taking a gamble, but I'm also taking a risk as well, you know, saying, okay, I think this can work. Let's let's go ahead. But it it doesn't always work. And and it's something that now marketing is different because marketing is putting into place methodical systems that if you keep doing them, they should work unless your book is just terrible. Right. You know, if your book is just horrible, then no amount of marketing is going to save it. Right. But I think um, it's the same with advertising. A return on investment for advertising is tricky, too, unless it's, you know, coupon-based or, um, like I said, free Kindle books or, or things like that. It, it's, it's different, too, but they all play a role in, mm-hmm. in getting the books out there. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> that was a nice, quick course in how to, you know, not only why people need your services, but why people need to consider these things all the way along the, uh, the line. Which mm-hmm. And for that, I appreciate that, that you have you know, um, giving our, our authors something to think about and not just say, hey, you have to use our service. You've said, these are the things you need to do. These are what we can help you with. But you also have to participate and you have to be a part of the process and yeah. you have to work with us. You can't just hand it to us and be done. You can start your next book and not have to worry about the minutia, but you do have to worry about, you know, the main things if we come back to you with issues or with questions from reviewers or whatever. Right. You know, yeah. you need to be able to work with us. And you made a really good point, too, about making sure that you can click with the personality mm-hmm. of the publicist or PR person or marketing person, whoever you decide to work with, mm-hmm. you know, editors especially. You know, you have to make sure that you have a camaraderie and you have a, a connection to them that... Um, 
you're not going to be butting heads just because you have a personality conflict. Exactly. It's got to be comfortable because it really is a partnership. Um, you know, we, we want the feedback of the author along the whole way. It's really important that we outline with that person how do they like to communicate, what's the best way to get your message through. I would love to spend far less time, you know, writing too many things up rather than just getting on the phone and calling people. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's really what I want to do is sending out pitches and getting, you know, getting the feedback. So if the author has some time to be able to put into this part and this stage of it, it's great for a publicist. But you, they do have to research, um, you know, who, who they're going to be working with. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, um, we pretty much used up our time, and we don't want anybody to get bored. Um, not that what you've been saying is boring, but I happen to know that attention spans people out there sometimes aren't as long as we want them to be. Hi, all of you that fell asleep during that last <laughs> that last little bit, um, or you're running or jogging or whatever. So for the people that are listening on um, iTunes or that aren't on our website to see the show notes, tell me where people can find you on the Internet. Sure, you can go to uh, www.galfridaypublicity.com, or you can Google my name, Rachel Sentis, at the NTES, and you'll find us there. That's that's pretty we awesome. Have a, yeah, we have a Facebook page as well, Gal Friday Publicity. I'm amazed that you got that. I mean, I'm, to me, Gal Friday should have been, in every instance, should have been taken up, you know, like years ago during the dot-com. I, I, I'm quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right, galfridaypublicity.com. And again, for those of you who are listening, um, we want to thank Rachel for her time. And we want to thank you for your time for listening. And I would also like you all to go over to bookgoodies.com, B-O-O-K-G-O-O-D-I-E-S.com. And uh, look at all the other uh, the podcasts that we have from authors and um, especially the one from Rachel. See if you want to make any comments, if you have any questions. Um, you know, you can leave your questions and things in the comments and, you know, we can maybe do a follow-up podcast to answer some of those. And um, also at the top of the page, there is a contact us link. And under that, you'll find where you can suggest topics for future um, future podcasts. And you can also offer to be a guest either as a service or as an author. And there's also a link up there for you to tell us about your book. So if you have a, um, you know, you've published a book already and you want to get a little exposure for it, put it on our website. You fill out a form and it makes us a nice post and and we pop it up there so that other people can find you there as well. Um, I, I Oh, you can also find Book Goodies on Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest at slash Book Goodies. And we want to, again, thank you all for listening and get out there and get writing and have a great day.